0: this year we discuss the right of an employee to quit his job, the right of someone to renege on a commitment to work for someone else. The Gemara in Shnei Moksim, the first Perkin Bav Metziah, brings a statement of Rav, Po'el Ya An employee is allowed to quit in the middle of the day, he agreed to work for a full day, he can quit in the middle of the day. The Gemara explains why, because the Pesach says ki e Israel avadim, Hashem says the Jewish people are servants to him himself, to the Gemara Darshans, Kilibene Avadim, Avadaiheim, Lavadim. Jewish people are servants only to a Baruch Hu, They cannot be absolutely Meshubah to anybody else. Therefore, an employee has the right to quit. In the sixth parak in homnam the Gemara brings the statement of Rav again, once more, that "Poel Yachalachs Rabachatzi Hayom. There, however, the Gemara distinguishes between Poel and Kablam, between an employee and a contractor. Poel is really an Eved, he's more closely connected at the, at the, at the service of the employer, <coughs> therefore the rule of Kilibine Yitzra avadim Avadayim, V'lo Avadim, L'Avadim applies, and it can be chazer b'chatzia a kablon is different, a kablon is independent, he's an independent contractor, so he's not an Eved, so he does not have the Din of Kilibine Yitzra L'Avadim, 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 Avadayim, V'lo Avadim, L'Avadim. Exactly what the difference between Paul and Kaplan is, is not so clearly defined. Some posts can say the question is whether his hours are fixed. He has to work at specific times, his time is not his own. Certain times he's Meshubah to the Balabai's, as opposed to a contractor who can just have to get the job done, He can work whenever he wants. Other posts can say it depends whether he's being paid by the hour or paid by the job. There are other distinctions the post can make. I'll call upon him the Gemara makes this distinction, this is how we pass him a Poel is considered potentially an Eved, and therefore he has the right to be chozer. Bam Zayom. a Qablon is not considered an Eved, and therefore he does not have the right to be chozr. The Gemara makes it clear that both Poel and Qablon can actually be chozr. The difference is what the, what the treatment of them is with regard to yadam al-Halyona or yadam al-Tachtona. The Gemara explains that the, that distinction means that, let's say, they were supposed to work for 18 or a day. Full day work, eight hours, let's say 18 or a day. They work for half the day. So so if they quit, they, they would normally get half half their wage. It's four dinner. But let's say the remainder of the job, the cost has increased, the remainder of the job is gonna cost six diner. So Yadu al-halyona, a poel can quit, and it's Yadu al-halyona, he's in a superior position. He could say, I don't care, he can tell the Balabayis, so you're gonna to have to pay six to finish the job. I still get four, because I worked half the day, and Yadi al-Hal Yadu al-Tachtona for a cowboy means that the balabayas can say, well, the job was supposed to cost eighteen diner, and it's going to cost me six to pay the person for the second half of the day, for the second half of the job, so you're only going to get two. That's Yadu al tahtona. There isn't, in the case where the job went down, the, the remainder of the job is only going to cost two, there is an opinion that when the poll quits and it's Yadu al-Halyona, he'll actually get six, because you can tell the balabayas the job costs eight. Yadu al-Halyona, it's only going to cost you two to finish it, so give me six. The Shaq disagrees with that, the Shaq says that doesn't make sense. If the poet's is there's no way he can get more than four. i I'll call upon him. Yadu al-Halyona means that if he quits, he gets at least half the salary. If he quits through half the day, maybe more, according to some opinions, maybe not. And if the price went up, he still gets half the salary. Yadu al means that if the price went up, he actually gets less than half the salary. That's the alakha of a kablan who is chozer. Similar halacha supply when Baal Bayis is chozer, we're not discussing that in this year. Akalpanim, the Gemara makes it clear that both Poel and Kablon can be Choser. The difference is, when we say Poel ain't when we say Poel we mean he's Choser and he has the upper hand, al haliona. When we say that that does not apply to a Kablon, a Kablon does not have the privilege of Yachal we mean he can quit, but it will be al taktona. he'll be in an inferior position. There are, however, several exceptions in the Gemara itself and in the later Poskin to this idea that Poel Yachal so the Torah, the Torah brings from the re that why can a po'el be chazer? Because, avadim, heim, avadim, Hashem says, Jews are not servants to other Jews. It can't be absolutely but to other Jews. Says the Torah, B'shem the re, if the, if the po'el wants to be chazer, not because he wants to be free, but because he wants to get higher wages, he's perfectly happy to work for his employer, but uh, the, the, the price of the workers' wages have gone up, and he wants to negotiate more money, then the Torah says, the Rish re- says he does not have the right. He does not have the right of Paul al because he wants to be in heaven. He's not trying to be free. The the Torah says if he's Choser, Machmat Hayoker, ain't Shomul. So that, that that and that is and that is widely accepted by the post. B'zeh brings Machlokus. Let's say he wants to be Choser, not because he wants more money. He's not happy working for the original employer. He wants to work for a different employer. He doesn't want to be free. He doesn't want to. Or he doesn't want to have vacation, he wants to work, but he wants to work for somebody else. He wants to switch employers. That's Machlov Sakharovu. Some say that's like the Turs case. As long as he still wants to work, he's not, he's not saying, I want to be free. We don't have the din of Liban Yisrael Avadim, and therefore we don't have the din of Paul Yechel Other posts can say no. Other posts can say, Chazal were not Machalik. As long as he wants to leave his first employer, he has the right to do so. And it will still be Yadu Al-Haliana. The Reed was only talking about a case where the where he still wants to work for his first employer, just he wants more money. Then we don't say polyakalakzerbo, but as long as he wants to, as long as he wants to leave his first employer, then the din of polyakalakerbo kicks in. Sama so Fernamar Masber, the reason for that is because as long as he wants to stay with his first employer, he essentially has the status of an avid. But as soon as he's leaving his first employer, yes, he's going to a second employer. But he can leave the second employer as well. He's showing that he's mobile, he's showing that he's not committed. By doing that, he's saying that he's not an heaven. So then the din of li'b'nei Relavadim avadim avadai heim avadim l'avadim kicks in. So in the case where he wants to be chozir, not because he has any problem working for the first employer, just because he wants more money, then that's a widely accepted halacha. We do not say pa'oliach In the case where he wants to leave the first employer but go to a second employer, that's a machlab sefer. Now both these demons, the din of the re that he wants to be chozir to get more money, the din of the other achronim, some achronim who say that he that he wants, that, but we don't say that we don't say when he wants to go to another employer. Does that mean he can't be chosher at all, or does that just mean he's like a Kabbalah and it'll be yadu al That's also a machlokas. The, the Peskechuva brings of the Bach seems to say that in the case of the re where he can't be chosher, it'll actually be he can't be chosher at all. Even yadu al he simply can't be chosher. Period. He has to work, and perhaps the we'll according to some of the other achronim who say that working for a second, if he wants to work for another employer, at like three, maybe in that case as well. If you say that we don't say Paul he can't do that at all, even if he's willing to be Yadu al-Takhtana. says that's impossible, the, the, Chazminesh says that that can't be, that with, with just a verbal commitment, nobody's going to say he has to work. The, the, the worst he can be is yadu'al al The only time we're going to say he has to work is in a case where he made a Kenyan, he was his guf, that's something we'll touch on a little bit later. But anyway, the Pesachet says, there are achronim who say that when we don't tip Paul, we mean for any price, even if he wants to be Yadu al taktan, he's simply not allowed to renege. And others say, no, Chazinus says that's impossible, with just a verbal commitment, it's not possible that he should be unable to leave as long as he's willing to take Yadu al taktan. Now, what happens if you actually make a kinyan? So in the case of a Kablan, where there's, where there's no din of Kili B'nei Yisrael Avadim, so the Shach brings from Rishonim that if you make a kenyan, then, then the Kabbalah is committed. He can't back out, even if he's willing to accept al Tachtonim. Shach seems to accept that, at least as plausible. He doesn't have any objection to it. In the case of a Poel, though, the Poel, now we have an interesting situation. On the one hand, he made a kenyan. He locked himself in with a kenyan, which is usually binding in Halacha. On the other hand, there's a Dink. So does that override the kenyan? So the Shach brings a Ritva who says that even a po'el can no longer be choser once he made a Kenyan. The Shach strenuously disagrees. The Shach says kilibin Yisrael avadim overrides the Kenyan. Furthermore, the Shach says the Kenyan doesn't even work because it's Kenyan Varam. But besides that, he says the din of Yisrael avadim, he, v'la avadim l'avadim, overrides the Kenyan. The Shach brings a rivash who says that. And it's a machlok's Rishonim, machlok's Afronim, whether Kenyan binds a poel. Well, the Kenyan overrides the din of Avadiheim, Veloavadim, Lavadim, or whether the din of Avadiheim, Veloavadim, Lavadim trumps the fact that he made a Kenyan. So, with regard to a Kablon, where there's no din of Avadiheim, Veloavadim, Lavadim, the Shachsin is willing to accept the idea that if he makes a Kenyan, he's bound by the Kenyan. Whereas when it comes to a poel, that's a major machlok's opposkin, Rishonim, and Afronim, whether in a case of Kenyan, he still has the right still has the right to be Choser or not. Now, another case where, where a pole and a kab'on can't be there, the Gemara says, is the case of Dover In a case where the Balabayas relied on them, and now if, the, if, he does, if they don't do the work, if they back out, the Balabayas will suffer a loss, it'll be Dover whether a financial loss, the Gemara has a case where his pishtan is soaking, he needs the pole to remove the flax from the water, if it's not removed, it'll, it'll spoil. The Dabar Havachainishal Mamun, a non financial loss that he hired workers to bring flutes, instruments for a, for a wedding, or for a Hesper they used to use instruments. And he won't lose money, but if he doesn't have the instruments, the wedding will be lacking. The funeral will be lacking. We don't do that today, but they used to have instruments at the funeral. So that's Dabar Havachainishal Mamun. In these cases of Dabar Havachainishal Mamun, then the worker, Poel or Kablan, is not supposed to renege. And if he does, the remedy the Balabayas has the Gemara says, is so far a or maton. So a land, he can hire other workers at whatever price it is, whatever price it costs him, and he can deduct that increase in price from the wages that he owes the first workers. That's one option he has. So the other option is maton. He can fool them, he can manipulate them into coming back, he can promise them much more money, so they come back and do the work. And then he says, no, I don't have to pay that, I only said that because you really shouldn't have left, I'm not down by my commitment. So, in the case of Davar Ha'avud, they aren't supposed to leave, and the halacha is if they do, he can be Socher Eleanor Maton. Once again, we have the question. The same way we discussed earlier, is are they allowed to be Choser when it's Yodwal al Dono, when it's not Davar Ha'avud, or in some cases they can't be Choser at all? Here we have the same question. If they are Choser, but Davar Ha'avud, he has these extra remedies, these, uh, these powerful remedies of Socher Eleanor Maton. Are they allowed to be Choser if they're willing to accept Socher Eleanor Maton? Well, they're smart enough that they won't be fooled, they won't be matan. So for land, they're willing to accept a so land. They're willing to have this deduction from their salary. Are they allowed to do that? Or, 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 or are they actually mukhiv to work? This is in machlox poskim The shach seems to rule. The shach says that we can't force them to work. They, the, the, the rabbim does say, Einu ha'avud. But again, in this sugya, very often, poskim use language like, Einu They just mean that they can't, and if they do, then they have to suffer certain consequences any yachl doesn't necessarily mean that they can't indeed the shach says, we don't force them to work, even though it's Tavar Ha'avid. we have remedies, the remedies of and but we don't actually force them to work, Some, that's the position of several other afferim as well Sholmah Orbach and the Shah Ephraim the Sholmazalman mentions the possibility that if it was a Kenyan maybe we force them to work like that, like that, sheet of the Ritva but the fact that it's Tavar Ha'avud, Sholmah Zalman says that, like the shach says that's not a basis to force them to work Chazanish, however, brings for the Mordechai, who seems to say that we do force them to work B'davr Ha'avud. Chazanish goes back and forth. He tries to explain that everyone agrees that without a real Kinyan in the goof of the po'el, we can't force them to work, to work. but the shita of the Mordechai is that by default B'davr Ha'avud, implicitly they get a ki- the, the baal would get a Kinyan in the po'el, <coughs> and therefore he has to work. So there are some shitas in the postgame that B'davr Ha'avud, whatever the lumbus is exactly, that there are some shitas that, in the, in the case of B'davr Ha'avud, the pole actually has to work, besides the Baal Bais having the remedy of sercher there actually is a chi of gomor on the pole to work, but a number of other Akrams say no, that we cannot actually force the pole to work, in such a case, the most we can do is to say that we can grant the Baal Bais, the remedy of sercher le'an amaton. So, making him work, that's a question, whether many posts can say they cannot actually make him work. The remedy the Gemara gives is sercher le'an amaton. What happens if if the Balbay doesn't do that, then indeed he suffers a loss. Can the workers be made to pay for that, for that loss after the fact? Are they considered Nazik? Can they be made to pay for that? Mukayosiv says no. That the workers cannot be made to pay after the fact for the, for the, for the hefts that they caused. All the Baalabai can do is sell her land and matan, he can hire workers and build them, or with and deduct from their wages the, the value of the new workers, or matan, he can manipulate them and fool them, but he cannot make them pay after the fact. Dagarusa the Shri, however, says then he could make them pay after the fact. If they cause him a hefzod shalmaman, then he could make him pay after the fact. Dina de Garmi, they're considered mazik. If they cause him to have this loss, his Pishtun is ruined, then, he had, then they have to pay for that. They're considered mazik bedina de Garmi, the kind of gramo for which a person is liable, and they would be liable for that medina de Garmi. It sounds like a machlokis, but the rama, however, brings both these pzakim back to back. He brings the idea of the mukayose that workers are nachayev, for causing a hafsid, even if they cause a hafsid, he brings that goes a shri, that if it's a hafsid of mamun, they are chayef. So what does that mean? So the Ramah seems to hold that the Muki Yosef is talking about where the hafsid was not mammon, like the case of the flutes for the wedding or for the funeral, he caused them a loss, they, 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 they suffer from it, but it's not a financial loss. That's what the Muki Yosef is talking about. Then there's no chayev to pay. The only, the only remedy is socher uh, matan. But if they cause a loss of mamun, like the case of the pishtan, where the pishtan is ruined, then they can be forced to pay the Shaq explains a little bit differently. The Shaq says that the case of the that the case that the case of the Muki of the Mukiyosef to pay is where the Balabayas really could have hired other workers and he didn't do so, then it's not totally their fault, so they can't be made to pay. But uh, the the shach and Ramah both passkin that the Ikroddin is like the goes Shri. In a case where there's a clear-cut hefsid that the, the Balabayas was caused an injury by the pollen and it's a Dover of Shalmaman, then they can be then they can be made to pay. One other thing, though, the HaGozhah Shri says that the Shri says there are two cases where they're not have to pay. One case is like the case of the Flutes, where there's a Hefzid, but it's not a financial Hefzid. Then it's called Dabr havud, but it's, it's not called the Hezek, and it's not called the Hezek Mamed, and they don't have to pay. Also, the HaGozhah Shri says, let's say when he hired these workers, there were anyway no other workers available. So it was an opportunity for him to get these workers, but now that they've backed out, he's not really any worse off than he would have been before. It's not reliance damages in the sense he didn't give up anything by relying on them. He had no other choice but them. They agreed to work for him. Then they were negged. He's back to where he started. Then the then Hsieh the says there's no din ma'azik. They didn't cause him hezik. He's not, any, he's not any worse off than he was before they appeared on the scene. So then there's no din so they wouldn't have to pay. But, says the Haggai that is still called Davarhavud, and he still has the remedy of sarfar le'anamatan. This is actually a machlux Rishonim. Some Rishonim say, on the contrary, if there were no other workers available, then not only wouldn't they have to pay and be din mazik, they wouldn't even be a din davar avot. He wouldn't even have, he wouldn't even have the right to be my matan. That's not called davar avot. If they if they didn't cause him the loss, easy come, easy go. They said yes, they said no. He's nowhere off. They can walk away, and it's, it's like it's not davar There's no din my matan. That's the sheet that we shouldn't bring for the rashpa. That goes the shiri that says no. That goes the seems to say. That No, in that case he wouldn't be called a mazik, so they wouldn't have to pay Tashlumen B'di eved after the fact. That is called Dabr haavad though, and he would have the right to be Sofer land Obatah. What exactly is Dabr haavad? So we gave several examples. The Gemara gives the example of the flax that will be ruined if it's not removed from the water. Dabr haavad Shay'ina Shalmaman, the wedding without flutes, or the funeral without the proper, also the funeral without the proper accessories post-gibn, the Rishonim and Achroevim give other examples of Davar Havad. The Rishonim of Ashkenaz argued about a melamed. If a melamed agrees to teach a boy and then quits and then you can't find a replacement immediately is that called Dabar Havad? Rishonim argued about that. Many of the the, the Rishonim of Ashkenaz were very, very interested in Malamdim. Much of their discussion of Poel has to do with Malamdim. Some Rishonim said it's not Davar Havad. Other Rishonim said it is. If the the boy doesn't learn, if, if, if the kid is without Talmud Torah, is not good, it breeds bad habits, and he wastes time. That's dabur Robin if you can't replace the Malabin immediately. The Shach says it depends. The Shach says sometimes it's good for the kid to have a little recess, to have a break, and, so, and sometimes the, that's normally the schedule. If the father gives them off some time, they don't learn 24-7, so it depends. But, but in a case where in a case where the kid needed to learn, and the father wanted him to learn, and he was supposed to learn, and it was good for him, and the Malamite quits and leaves him without a Malamite for a period of time, that would be Dover Havid. The Rishonim said, again, it's my we passing that's Dover Hobbit. Similarly, another example the Rishonim would give. If a person hires a sofer to write a safer, and the sofer quits halfway through, you can find another sofer to complete the safer, but it'll be written with two different handwritings, and that's a flaw in the safer. A safer that has multiple handwriting is not as nice, is not as uh, is n- it's not as uh, it's not as valuable and as as preferable an item as a safer with one hand running through and through that's also called davar avud true Sedeshin talks about a case of a rich a rich couple who hired servants to do their household chores and the servants leave they walk away without there's uh, no immediate replacement so the true Sedeshin suggests that might be called davar avud because the aristocratic uh, couple is not used to doing the work themselves and if they don't have servants the house is not going to be run properly maybe that's called davar avud Truman says that's Tarachian, the Beis Yosef, the Dark Moshe, the if they bring this din down, the Shach says it's not so clear, it's Tarachian. That's also something the post can discuss whether that's called Davar Avot or not. However, even in the case of Davar Havud, there's one exception to this exception. Davar Avud is an exception to the rule that workers are allowed to renege on their commitment, but there's an exception to the exception of Davar Havud, and that is Otis. The Gemara says that if an Otis befell the worker, He's allowed to walk away, even if it's Doverhov. What's an example of an onus? The Gemara says that mace mace, the death of the family, or chala, the worker got sick, he can't do the work. He's an onus. Then we, we don't have the din of Doverhov. Truman Sedeshin says, extends it slightly. He says that either that, that word it says, that word it says that he's sick. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be only, only he's sick, the Truman says that. If his wife is sick, that's also a good reason to uh, renegar his commitment to work. If his children are sick, sickness in his immediate family, his wife or children, that's also called that's also called uh, onus. Contemporary posts can discuss. What about a family simcha? He just has a brother who got engaged or something, and he wants to go to the wedding or the vart. Is that a reason to quit? So it's not clear. The Gemara the Gemara had only the example of Mace or cholah. Someone in the family died or he got sick. The was mechadesh, not just he got sick; his wife got sick. His children got sick. That's not the same thing as a family simcha. It's not as important to go to a family wedding as it is to take care of a sick child. Nevertheless, contemporary posts can discuss how far do we take? How far do we take this notion of? How far do we take this notion of? Of, of onus is that called an onus? Something like something like a family sickness that is not entirely clear.